I'm Katie Steinberg, and this is Game Changers. Today, I am joined by the one and the only banana man himself, Mr. Jesse Cole. <laughs> Jesse, how are you? Thank you for joining me. I am excited. The fact that you're introducing me as banana man and laughing as you're saying it, I think that's a great start. Yes. <laughs> it's hard not to laugh, um, but in the best way. <laughs> Love it. Gosh. So you have been uh, quite the innovator in your industry, of course. And you've actually even started your own league. So um, I know that there's two teams. There's the <laughs> there's the bananas, and then there's the party animals, right? Yeah, pretty much a league of our own. Yes, I don't know about starting our own league yet. That that's in the future. But yes, we have uh, left the former league we're in to go all in on. I absolutely love that. Um, I also looked it up, and I saw that the reason that this. Savannah Bananas aren't even named the Savannah Bananas is you put it out to the customers and you were like, everyone choose the best name. Yeah, Oh, yeah, but no one wanted bananas. So it's a completely different mindset. So, yes, we put it out. I said, I want something very different, very unique, crazy. We got 999 generic names, except for one person, a 62-year-old retired nurse, uh, Lynn Moses, suggested the bananas. And <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, yes, we could have a senior citizen dance team called the bananas. <laughs> yeah, a male cheerleading team called the Mananas. You know, a baby that we lift up in the air and sing Nasavania every, like, I <laughs> said, yeah, this is a no-brainer, even though people probably won't like it at first. True. Yeah, people <laughs> didn't like it. But if you're not getting criticized, you're playing it too safe. So we certainly have got a lot of criticism over the years, but we've uh, been able to have some fun along the way. 100% true. So is that how the Savannah Grandmas came about? The Bananas, yeah. I mean, everything, I think a lot of, I think a lot of times when people think of, like, naming a sports team, they go, oh, that'll be fun. But we, we really thought about how to extend the brand into what our ethos is, and it's making baseball fun. And so everything's about making baseball fun. And the way we do that is fans first and always. So we knew we get people over the initial craziness of naming the team after a fruit, and we could get them to understand the fun behind it. I mean, literally, the first, game, the first game we ever played, we were wearing green uniforms because we weren't quite ripe. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, we made, we made six errors. We played terrible. But, I mean, we, we have slippery banana drinks, banana beer. Uh, we have baseballs that are now all yellow and like bananas. We have our bases are yellow. We have yellow bats. I mean, we've really tried to own. We have a uh, banana cream soda behind me. So <laughs> what we try to do is theme to really have an authentic Savannah Bananas experience. I have to ask, what's your favorite food? You better say uh, banana. <laughs> you know, true story. I never ate a banana until it was opening night. 2016, the first star game of the bananas, and the news reporter was there. The reporters were there at five in the morning. Like I think they were expecting to fail. Like what are we doing? So we show up. <laughs> reporters are there, and they have bananas, and they're like, you know, you got to have a banana on air. I'm like, yes, I do. And I really <laughs> love bananas, and since that day, I've almost had a banana every single day. So yeah, it's uh, just it's full of potassium. <laughs> Got to bring the potassium. Well, we have a princess potassium too. One of our characters in an all yellow dress and things during the games. Princess potassium. She's fantastic too. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I knew about the grandmas, the legend of the grandmas. We have a twerking umpire, a player on stilts, a break dancing coach, uh, a bat juggler. I mean, yeah, it's it's a circus and a baseball game break. So, oh, my God, I love it. So with Banana Ball, there's the certain set of rules. And as you said before, your ethos is kind of to make baseball fun. Um, is that what sparked a lot of these different rules? Yeah, I think we put ourselves in our customers' shoes. I mean, I learned this from Walt Disney. He's my biggest mentor. I've read every book on Walt, visited his family, been to the park. And, you know, I mean, he was very adamant. Um, you know, he was sitting at a park bench. Every Saturday was his day with his daughters. He's with Diane and Sharon, and he's watching them on a carousel at Griffith Park. And he said, wish there was a place that adults and kids could have fun together. 
And yeah. he realized that he's like, well, what if I built Disney? And he had this idea of building something where adults and kids could have fun. It was a vision. And so then, you know, he started visiting all these amusement parks. Oh, they're dirty. You know, they're just not kept up well. Yep. They're all the same rides. And he goes, oh, I hate this about amusement parks. And everyone told him, don't get into that business. His wife told him, his brother told him. And he said, what if I make it different? So he put okay. himself in the customer shoes. So I put myself sitting in a dugout, the best seats of the house, watching a game. And I was bored out of my mind. And I was like, I played the game. I love playing baseball. But watching a game is different. It's too it's long, too good. slow, yeah. too boring. So I said, all right, what are all the boring parts of baseball? And eliminate them. So what if we said, hey, baseball could be three, four hours long? We said, well, what if it's just two hours? What if uh, the batter's stepping out of yeah. the batter's box and working on a batting glove? And it just takes forever. No stepping out. What about bunting? No bunting. Bunting sucks. You bunch, you're thrown out of the game. <laughs> Batters can steal first. What about what about mound visits? Get rid of them. They're boring. What about walks? How do you have in a sporting event a play called the walk? It's a sport. <laughs> so we turn that into the sprint. So now in the fourth ball, the hitter has to run full speed out of the base, out of the uh, batter's box, and the defensive team has to throw the ball to every player in the field before it becomes live. So it could be a double. It could be a triple. He could be thrown out at second. It turns a walk into one of the most exciting plays in baseball. And then we said, what's the most fans first rule you can make? Well, if a fan catches a foul ball, batter's out. And so we let the fans actually play. So we have more fans, just like the old days, bringing gloves. So we put ourselves in our fans' shoes and said, what would make this fun? And because we looked at a friction point. Even though every game was selling out after our struggles, which I didn't really get into, after every game was selling out, fans were still leaving games early. And, Katie, I don't know anyone in the world that goes to a great movie and say, oh, this movie's oh, Top Gun Master. I love this. I'm going to leave in the middle of the movie. <laughs> if it's a good movie, you don't leave. And if it's a good baseball game, you also don't leave. Yep. Well, it, maybe it is a good baseball game, but they've seen enough. And so, you know, I was at a, a major league game this past year, and it was 930, and it was the fifth inning. And the game started at 7. And I have two four-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, it made it very quick. Like, we have to go. Like, we're not going to see the rest of it. So we try to change that. So you, your overall goal is just make – all fans be like, I cannot miss a second of this. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, you, well, again, what's the, if you look at most major league games, they're on their phones, they're talking, they're not even watching. What would make people want to watch everything? So, yeah, in banana ball games, 98% of our fans stay till the end of the game. 98%. That's amazing. <laughs> That's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to do in any sporting event. And I still think we can get yeah. back. I mean, we're constantly like Walt Disney, constantly plusing the show. I mean, every night we do between 10 to 15 things we've never done before in a live field. So when you've seen people come up to bat with their bat on fire or come up to bat and do a, a split in the batter's box or, you know, a guy in stilts pitching or any of the crazy things that we do, uh, that's all part of our experimentation. What's your favorite crazy thing that you guys have done um, recently or just ever? <laughs> well, I, I think the moment, you know, you think about moments and certain moments, I, I – we run an SNL schedule. So, like, Saturday Night Live, yeah. the way they run their schedules, on Monday they have a pitch session with ideas. Then they start uh, writing the script. Then on Wednesday they do a table read in front of everyone. Then they start doing rehearsals. Friday they do rehearsals. Saturday they do rehearsals in front of a live crowd, the VIP crowd, and then they cut things that don't work. So we do the same thing. Monday we have our OTT meetings where we talk about over-the-top ideas, things that never happen yeah. before. Then we do a full table read script. Then we start doing rehearsals. Then we have a VIP group that comes in. And they watch us do our dances and our promotions. And what I do is our director of entertainment, he's watching the promotions. I'm watching the fans. And so I'm watching the fans to see their reactions. So things that stand out for me to answer your question is when the fans get louder or everyone takes up their camera. So the first time was when 
we disrupted the game with the breakdancing coach. So our coach was just standing at first base, and all of a sudden he starts doing the moonwalk into a full Michael Jackson kick, and then Michael Jackson moving, and then gets right back into his coaching stance. And the crowd, like, gasped. They were like, what is this? So that was the first moment. And then this past year, um, we found from a clip from the Ellen DeGeneres show from, like, five years ago, there was this dancing umpire, uh, a guy named Vincent Chapman. And uh, our director of entertainment found him, and I said, let's get him here. (laughs) He showed up, up, and we were in Daytona, (laughs) and we developed this thing called the 4-1-1. And so the fourth inning, the first pitch, the first batter, he has to dust off the plate. But he doesn't just dust off the plate like any other. <laughs> so he's a regular umpire, a real umpire. So he's umping for the first three or four days. That's what's happening. And all of a sudden, first pitch comes out. He calls time. He goes to dust off the base. It starts twerking and literally getting low, putting his hand down on the field. And I felt like home plate needed a cigarette. But the crowd went nuts. I mean, it was the loudest I've ever heard of the crowd because it was such a misdirection of what you would see with an umpire. So <laughs> it's moments like that that I, I truly That's what love. you need, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know um, you also, uh, looking at a couple of things from the past, you also mentioned P.T. Barnum was one of your um, heroes or role models. So you definitely are making your own circuit. Well, yeah, I mean, P.T. Barnum, you know, it's 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 sad that they said, uh, people said, didn't he say there's a sucker born every minute? Nope, his rival actually said that and put it on him, so it hurt him. But what P.T. Barnum said is the noblest art is that of making others happy. And then oh, he said, okay. without promotion, something terrible happens. Nothing. And so those, <laughs> two, those two quotes, I think about that often. And we don't have a marketing plan with our team. We have attention. Mm-hmm. What are we doing to create attention? When you create attention, if you get, if you want to get the hearts of your customers, you got to first get their eyes and their ears. So that's what we try to do. Doing it right. Um, you have made a big impact in the sports world. Um, I know you know that, but Mark Cuban even recently said that banana ball is the only baseball that he would invest in. Um, why do you think that you've had such a big reaction, um, with rethinking the way that baseball has been done? I think with anybody, when you're, you're disrupting something, you're gonna it's going to be polarizing. And it's been polarizing. Uh, we left our traditional yeah. league, like I said, and a lot of people were against it. How do you leave this competitive traditional league? Mm-hmm. Um, people are watching what's happening. Yeah. Major League Baseball has 15 million less fans in the last 15 years. People don't even know that. 15 million less fans have come out to Major League games in the last 15 years. Major League games have climbed over three hours in length. Um, mm-hmm. You look at the, the average baseball fan, they're in their 60s. You ask mm-hmm. kids, ESPN did a poll, who their favorite athlete are. There's not one or two baseball players out of over 100. And, you know, we were so fortunate. It was crazy. On Halloween, there were hundreds of kids being bananas. Like I got like, And, like, it's shocking for me because, like, again, I'm just a guy who's having fun. But <laughs> I got sent probably 20 or 30 videos and pictures of kids in mini yellow tuxedos no. phones. and I'm like what is happening and like I don't know if that many kids are being you know Mike Trout or, yeah, or even yeah. it's and I'm not saying that I just said we've we've really struck a chord with the younger audience because mm-hmm. we're showing that the game can be fun and you don't need to always yeah. act like you've done it before when you hit a home run celebrate have fun I was told <laughs> to always act like I had a but you know what if you want to get kids excited about the game you have to show people having fun True. celebrating enjoying it so we're all about that. So coaches may not love us because they're like, why are you doing this dance after you just scored a run? Why are you <laughs> doing all this? But when we score our first run in Banana Land. Our like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Our entire team runs through the crowd, high fives all the fans when we score our first run. And so you look in the dugout and there's no one in the dugout because everyone's celebrating. 
you know, I think that's fun. I think the world needs more of that. So I think that's why, you know, it was nice of Mark Cuban and the other people have reached out of wanting to invest. Um, but the reality is we're in the first inning. You know, mm-hmm. we haven't even – we're just doing our little thing right now. And, yes, we're going to 33 cities all over the country, but we're going to play over the, all over the world. We've talked to over 15 major league teams about playing mm-hmm. in their stadium. We will build the league. We have some very big ambitions, but it's only – has nothing to do with driving sales, revenue, or profit. I don't even know what's in our bank account. It's just about creating fans. And I believe we can create a billion fans. And I really do. I believe we're going to create a billion fans because that's our interest. Our interest isn't on driving sales, revenue, or profits, or investors' goals. It's just yeah. fans and having fun. I was going to ask, what what are some of the next steps in terms of like a world tour or franchise or things like that? But it sounds like you just want it as big as you can go. <laughs> well, I, I think big is a, is a dangerous goal. I, I think for us, it's it's, you know, I'll never forget when we did our one city world tour and we're in Mobile, Alabama and of all places, but 7,000 people bought tickets. It was crazy. The game ends. Yeah. No one wants to leave and our pep band's playing. And again, we have a full banana pep band that travels us. We travel with four times the amount of people that the Globetrotters travel with, which is crazy. Oh my gosh. So it's <laughs> a full circus. So we're, we're, the band's playing and fans aren't leaving. So the band's tired. I'm looking and finally the drummer's just doing a drum solo. And, and I look over and all the guys are like, the, you know, they'll play in the trombone and the saxophone. Yeah. They're all tired. So finally they finish the drum, so they play one more song. The tuba player starts playing the opening beats of Stand By Me. And he starts playing what? Stand By Me. I watch as the players in both teams, cast, characters, and the fans oh my all gosh. organically put their arms around each other. And they start oh. singing Stand By Me. And I'll oh. never forget that moment because I got goosebumps. And I said, oh. we have a responsibility yeah. to take as many people as possible. And now every single night at the end of the game, it's our kiss goodnight, as Walt Disney would say with the fireworks. We sing Stand By Me with about 200, 300 people, whoever's there at the last minute of the night. And that's how we say goodbye. So now we're going to 33 cities all over the country, coast to coast. Um, We'll go international next year. We'll go to major league stadiums. And again, not to drive sales, revenue, or profit, Mm -hmm. but to create that moment, those special moments of bringing people together. And that's why I I believe it's going to be something pretty special to watch in the next few years. That is so powerful. I, um, so it's every single game. Yeah. It's, it's a tradition, just like our, Hey baby, in the middle of the game, the whole stadium, whether you're two or 82 is dancing. Hey baby. Uh, you know, we've built some traditions now, instead of a seven inning stretch, uh, we actually sing yellow by Coldplay. Uh, (laughs) but everyone's holding up their phone with their flashlights and says, look at the stars, look how they shine for you. And it was all yellow and the whole stadium is singing that. We're looking around like, look at what we're a part of. It's pretty special. What originally drove you to be so customer focused? I was a customer. I, I think, you know, you, yeah. you look at some of the greatest innovators and creators. They are creating something they would love. George Lucas mm-hmm. said this. I want to create a movie that I would love. Yeah. You know, Steve Jobs said, I want to create a phone that I would love to use. And so mm-hmm. if you're creating something that you would love, you will put this passion and energy and focus on the details and the things that matter, not just trying to create another Me Too product. Mm-hmm. And so that's, for me, yeah. it was like, I've been bored at baseball games. I've mm-hmm. been nickel and dimed. That's why every ticket in Savannah is all-inclusive, all your burgers, hot dogs, chicken sandwiches, soda. I have just, I bought four tickets to a performance for my kids, and the tickets were $40 each. And it was four tickets, so it was my wife mm-hmm. and, and I and our two uh, older kids, and we forty dollars. So supposed to be one sixty, and it was two hundred thirty-three dollars. <laughs> yeah. Because of ticket fees, convenient fees, and all that stuff. I've been on that side, so I yeah. never want to deliver that. So we have no ticket fees, no convenient fees. And Katie, one thing that no one even really knows, mm-hmm. we pay everyone's taxes. So what does that look like? So 
So if you buy a $6 beer, it's $6. Uh Buy a $25 shirt, it's $25. If you buy your tickets, it's $25, it's $25. We pay an outrageous amount of people's taxes, and we don't have to. But I want the realness of, like, this is what it is. It's fans first. Yeah. When I'm going online, I'm buying a $30 shirt, and it's $39.27 because of taxes and shipping. We have zero free shipping on all of our merchandise. It's just part of our, and not 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 because you pay a hundred dollar prime, just mm-hmm. because you buy once from us. Just because I want to be, I want to create something that I would be a fan. Some would argue that's bad business. Would you just say that yes. you're not in the business of making money? You're in the business of entertainment, or? <laughs> oh well, it, it's it's very bad business in the short. term. But we're not focused on short term problems. Yeah. We're focused on long term fans. So I'll give you the best example of that. Mm-hmm. On February 25th, 2020, we made one of the worst business decisions anyone in our industries would say you could ever do. Two weeks before the pandemic, uh-huh. we we announced that we were creating the first ever ad-free stadium, and we eliminated all of our sponsors. Oh, yeah. We threw away hundreds of thousands of dollars just like that. And, and what then, sparked that? I never want to come to a ballpark and be advertised to, sold to a market. Same, wow. same to put yourselves... You know, if my four-year-old son, Maverick, when we, he wants to watch a video on YouTube, Daddy, I hate ads. <laughs> Literally, a four-year-old is trained not to like ads. Yet, what a most so You're like, why am I making my fans do that as well? They yeah. plaster ads around the stadium. And then, again, yep. the key, a key for any business is to look, where does the money come from? So if you look at a lot of the highest levels of sports, coming from TV rights, yeah. sponsor revenue, rev share, mm-hmm. then the fans. Maybe yep. tickets, and even the merchandise. Yep. A lot of them, they only get a little cut of that because someone else. So they're not even directly right. doing the merchandise or directly doing the food and bev. Yeah. 99% of our revenue comes directly from our fans. So who do we work for? We work for our fans. So right. every decision we make is for our fans. All of a sudden, if you have sponsors that are the same type of revenue, and mm-hmm. the sponsor wants, I want more flyers. I want more announcements. I want more emails. I want more of this for my fans. You're literally hurting your fan relationship. True. Because you're yeah. Wants. So it doesn't make sense for no business that has or will copy us in doing that. Um, but we did that. And so it was a huge loss in the short term. But you want to know what's happened yeah. in the long term? And not even that long. So we're now almost three years later. And Katie, merchandise is 25 times what we did in sponsorship. 25 That's incredible. Times. <laughs> you so, mastered it. <laughs> well, we haven't mastered it. But again, we keep we don't put out. Uh, we spend zero dollars on marketing. Yeah. We spend everything on the experience and then showing the experience on our social media. So now that we have 5 million plus social media followers that our fans are watching us get entertained, they'll say, you know what? I'd like to buy something from them. I want to support mm-hmm. them. And now our fans are becoming, you know, they're taking care of the revenue, which we never focused on in the first place. <laughs> That's incredible. I, um, I shared this with Jesse before, but, uh, one of my, favorite things that uh, Jesse has always said is when you turn your customers and fans, they do the marketing for you. So I just, I think that is so incredible. And I think that's something most businesses should start practicing. Honestly, we could all take well, notes. from you. That well, one. I, I think it's, it's, it's very easy. It's very simple. You look at all the statistics, yeah. the best form of marketing is word of mouth marketing. Yeah. We, we trust advice or suggestions from a, fa- a friend or a family member, you know, 90% more than we trust any advertising. So yep. why do we spend all our money on advertising? Why don't we spend all our money on creating a better experience? Than better that experience for everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, I was sleeping on an airbed seven years ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, we only sold two tickets. My wife and I had to sell our house. And oh, the FDR savings account. And we were grocery shopping with just $30 a week. That's all the money we had to eat. And this was seven years ago. We were yeah. failing. But now we said we're going to go all in on this. now. What's crazy is so we just had to shut down our wait list at 250,000 people. 
uh, for tickets. Oh. And so we're going to have, unfortunately, this year, 100, 200, 300,000 people that wanted tickets that aren't going to be able to get tickets, even though we're oh, adding dates right. left and right. And we're not doing any marketing. Yeah. It, it's our fans, the people that want to see it, that want to show it. So so we're in a unique situation where we're almost not fans first because we can't take care of as many fans. So you better believe we'll push more dates, but there's always going to be this challenge. If you keep delivering an experience, more people yeah. want to have it. And so, um, but with zero marketing, zero marketing. That's incredible. <laughs> I, um, I have to ask too, with, you know, with audiences being digital and wanting more short form content, um, what do you think the future of sports looks like? Well, yeah, I, I, we're in a TikTok world. We're in a swipe mm-hmm. world. Uh, we're getting yep. entertained in seven seconds at a time. And the sports that don't adapt to that are, are, are in trouble. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't think it's adapting. I mean, there's always going to be a place to watch a full, complete game. There's there's always novels are still selling. You know, there there's still full-length movies, full-length books that are selling. And fine. And But what we're thinking about, is how do you create a two-hour show that's mm-hmm. built on nonstop highlights? So, for example, mm-hmm. we're in a highlight world, TikTok mm-hmm. world. Like yes. Sports Center still does very, very well because people want to see the highlights. You uh-huh. know, they go to the ESPN app, they want to see the highlights, which you can condense a game's highlights into 30 seconds. Because yep. a lot of times there's only three, four, five highlights. There's a home run. There's <laughs> yeah, a true. So <laughs> we're building is every single at bat we want to highlight. So what does that look like? For instance, yeah. our infielders, our outfielders are working on trick plays. Our outfielders literally in the middle of games on ESPN this past summer caught caught balls doing backflips, literally do a backflip and caught a ball. We've had guys catch balls barehanded on line drives. We have our infielders going through the legs and making plays. We have our mm-hmm. first baseman right now working on catching a ball behind his back on a routine fly ball, a routine <laughs> play to first. Our catchers <laughs> do balls behind the back. Our catchers can do kickups and throws. Our pitchers are working on dances into pitches. They're working it's on just a nonstop show. Correct. Our, and so everyone can pick each other up. So the hitter can do a crazy hitter entrance. The umpire could strike you out while twerking. The pitcher could do a strikeout celebration and a dance. The shortstop mm-hmm. could do through the legs. So everyone can pick each other up. So how can you not watch a whole game if it's <laughs> built on highlights? So we're trying to build that game. Um, mm-hmm. We're just still entertain. It was still high level, but nonstop entertainment. And then. You know, I think if it's sports team or league focuses on that, then it, you don't want to have people say, I've already seen it. Ah, I've, yeah. already, I've already seen a home run. I've already seen a strike. I've already seen a no hitter. I've already seen it. And that's why playoffs matter so much because you haven't seen who's going to win. You know, it's, it's a, it matters more. But how do you make the regular season matter? You got to start creating more of those highlight type moments. So that's what we're working on. Just pushing the boundary. Yeah. It's, it's your, it's, it's your entertainment as opposed to just sport. You got to show things people haven't seen before though. The greatest, two greatest touring acts, arguably, in music history are the Grateful Dead and now, crazily still, the Dave Matthews Band. They're the highest grossing, you know, top ten highest grossing. Dave Matthews Band and Grateful Dead. And the reason why is the Grateful Dead was known. They do a complete different set list every single day. They can play in a city three times, and they don't repeat one song. And so you're going to see things you've never seen before. Yeah. So, for instance, that's what we think about. That's why every night, 10 to 15 things we've never done before. You may see the Globetrotters once, but I mm-hmm. want people to come travel all on tour, just like the Deadheads. And come and see the be the banana heads, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, follow us on tour because you never know what you're going to see. Each show is different than the next. Yeah, you have to be there to be able to really see it and experience it. Hundred percent. It's rare to find nowadays, though, too. <laughs> it's really hard. It's it, the challenge. It's really hard. And and the question I get asked often is, how do you come up with ideas? And mm-hmm. ideas are everything in our culture. Yeah. And I think the greatest companies, the greatest innovators and pioneers, 
spend more time working on ideas than they do focus on driving revenue, sales, profits, and having meetings about structure. They should have more meetings on creating ideas because ideas are what drives a business. So that's that's where we're spending a lot of our bandwidth, our creative team every day. I mean, I have right at the afternoon, I have an idea session with the director of entertainment. We have two things on uh, dugout promotions and then how to use sound differently in the pregame. And so those are, and I, we each came up with 10 ideas for that. So we're going to have 40 ideas and then we're going to break that down into maybe 10 or so that we can actually put on tour. Absolutely. I would love to be on fly on the wall during these idea sessions. They're fun. And a lot of them aren't, aren't great ideas, but that's how you, we work our idea muscle more than anyone else. If you want to be in great shape, you work out every day and you work, you know, you're, you're constantly exercising. If you want to mm-hmm. come up with more ideas, you need to work your idea muscle. Working the idea muscle. I'm going to start putting that in my vocabulary. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, um, thank you so, so much for joining me. I, um, I, I've been such a fan for so long and, um, such a pleasure to meet you. And I just, I'm so excited to keep following along and, um, staying tuned into everything because everything you do is something I don't want to miss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate you. I love the energy. Obviously, energy and enthusiasm goes a long way and you bring that. Uh, it's amazing the impact Aww. you make. So it was exciting being with you, Katie, and I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Jesse. You're the best. Okay, I hope you have the best day. Um, Jesse, you were amazing. No, thanks. That was a lot of fun. Seriously, you were just oh my gosh. I ah, I'm so excited. I <laughs> you are so inspiring. I can't even I know you know this, but I well, can't even explain it to you. And I just feel like the lessons I seriously the little tidbits I take from even like your online learning courses or your little um I just showed my team today like the video where it was like the one minute where you had all um, your players ask the fans for autographs to make them feel more special. I'm yeah. like, what can we do for clients to make them feel more special? You know, yeah. I just they, they make your clients, make your customers, the stars. It's not about you. Make them the stars. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I just thank you for, thank you yeah. for all your lessons and thank you for everything you're doing. I'm so excited. I'm following along with you and um, yeah, we appreciate you so much. <laughs> right. Appreciate it. Kate. Take care. Have a great day. Have the best day.